You're listening to Around Comics, episode 88. This is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Yo. You got yo again? Yo. Uh, what do you want? What? Hi. Hello. Hello. Anyone why Greetings and salutations. <laughs> like, every yo. single time, because you start with the hey, yo. Hey, what's up? I don't know. Hey, hi. It's me, Sal. <laughs> nobody knows my... Nobody listeners. <laughs> yes. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to our <laughs> it's, it, Nobody knows who I am anyway. I never get mentioned. Nobody knows my, even what I sound like. Everybody just thinks I'm Chris anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> what the hell difference does it make what I say? Sort of like the unknown soldier. Yeah. Podcast. I, whatever. I salute you. Yo, God. You don't, Why, don't, thank you. Don't Who's buried in <laughs> Sal's tomb, you know? And, of course, our other co-host, Mr. Tom oh, Salutation! <laughs> there you go. How's tax season going, big boy? Sucks. Yeah? Big time. Um, I would like to remind everyone to file your taxes on time, or uh, <laughs> you can uh, e-file an extension. Uh, it's a 4868 form if you check out IRS.gov. <laughs> <laughs> tax tip. Thank you for that public service announcement. It is not an extension to pay, though. You will pay interest. <laughs> Damn it! Oh God, I'm already bored. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> you haven't been here the last three hours, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Waiting. You're just now getting bored. Well, it, it's a little behind-the-scenes uh, trick for everyone. Damn we, it! We actually record Thursday's episode first, so give me the bourbon. Yeah, here you go. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. It's. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the Foley artist to get the bourbon sound down. Glug, 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 glug. Well, folks, this is one of our new bourbon reviews episodes. Good. And I would like to let everyone know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by Borders. Your heart pounds, your palms sweat, the tension is nearly unbearable. And then you spot it, that graphic novel you've been searching for everywhere, right here in your local Borders. Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll find exactly what you're looking for and discover unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting Borders. Save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Click on the Borders banner on the Around Comics website for a 20% off coupon. Check Borders first. For a store near you, visit www.borderstores.com or use the Borders store locator at aroundcomics.com. We were just at the Oak Park location. We certainly were. I picked up uh, Scott McCloud's... Um, making comics is that his new bo- newest making book? Comics, making yes. comics, That's which uh, I didn't haven't started reading it yet, but it looked fascinating. And I bought a novel, a novel, novel. Was you it a Greg Rucka novel? <laughs> <laughs> Brett it was, Meltzer. wasn't it? No, uh, I already own those. Topics. It was it was James Bond. Uh, Bond. I bought uh, I bought Men of Tomorrow, which I'm oh, going yeah. to read while I'm on vacation. Yes. yes, and I and I did buy uh, Casino Royale. Bond. Nice. Chicken, not stud. And I used my around. I was born in the shitty. 
Oh, God. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> around Comics is recorded I'm every leaving. Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics. <laughs> or 1045. <laughs> it's, it's located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet Just like you. Hank. Hank's hey, here Hank. again tonight. How's it going, Hank? Hey. We never talk to Hank. He comes like every week, and we never have him on the show. We Hank's never... parents are going to be like pounding on the door in oh, a few minutes. Like Hank, it's, it's time to come home. Thank God he wasn't here last week with all the whore talk. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, was pre- all the highlighted horror talk. Yes, it was. It we was made a choice. We made a creative decision. <laughs> <laughs> we must. I think we, we must all include. paid a price for it. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm still paying. <laughs> well, folks, as I mentioned uh, a couple minutes ago, this is one of our news and reviews episodes. News. Would, would like to make a uh, special note that our news is provided by Comic Book Resources. They are a fantastic source for comic book news, everything that's going on in the industry. You can find that at aroundcomics.com or you can go to comicbookresources.com and uh, that'll lead us in. It is time for Wire to Wire Comic Book News. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! All right, right from the top is details. De, from Fabio Moon that, that, and Gabriel. That's my bad ah. southern accent. Details. Details. Uh, this being created from by people from South America, I'm sure we're pronouncing it wrong. Details. Details. Yeah, you're not even Detalis. pronouncing the colon. The colon. <laughs> not even close. Well, hey, <laughs> whatever, book, whatever it is. This is an interesting book. I remember... It's a, it's um, a top ten, whatever it is. I think it was Matt Fraction had brought this book up to us a while back uh, because uh, of uh, Fa- uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba, the brothers with different names, who are working on, uh, on this. Brothers from different mothers? Brothers from different mothers, <laughs> brother. What's up? Um, but it seems like it's finally coming out. Or uh, well, actually, it's it's been a, it is from a Dark oh. Horse Comics, and it came out in two thousand six. Good guess. So, <laughs> and uh, uh, it is. Uh, it it has now. been included on the uh, the top ten list. Uh, Damn, I meant to pick this up. <laughs> the the Urban Brazil in in the book list out. top ten graphic novels uh, two thousand seven. So uh, anything from uh, Gabriel Ba is going to grab my attention. Uh, Bobby Grab Moon. you by the nads. Yeah, pretty much. What it's going to uh, do. I, um, I, f- I feel a certain affinity with this book because in high school, one of my friends had a Brazilian exchange student live with him for like a year. And uh, it was amazing to listen to his stories about living in urban living Brazil. in Brazil. Brazil. South yeah. America. We called him Foreskin. Oh God! <laughs> Why? Huh. No! Yeah, don't no! Like, don't ask that, Sal. Well, Are you sort of ri- it sort what? of rhymed with foreign, and he was not circumcised. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. You had to go there. So Next story. Go. Next Why story. else? We called him foreskin. It was ironic, like little John. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have foreskin, you know. <laughs> All right, we have. Uh, Thank we you have, so much for explaining that. We uh, have received a uh, preview of Daredevil number ninety six. When did we start putting? Pre- you can't put a preview in a podcast about news. I'm going to read. I'm going to explain to you guys the first panel four panels. By- <laughs> Here we go. Go for it, Tom. Hell, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I'm I'm going to rob you. And then uh, theater for the mind. Yes, we, yeah. Theater, yeah. <laughs> 
You just broke the fourth wall, Sal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, if you want to, if you want to read that, go to Around Comics. No, I, I, I just wanted to mention that um, the last issue of Daredevil reintroduced an an old favorite, and so the Gladiator. Yeah, one of my favorite. Yeah, he's a great character, and you know, uh, uh, Brubaker just keeps bringing back the. In both Cap and 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 Daredevil uh, characters, but the, the interesting thing too is it's also like, you know, uh, Daredevil's back in Hell's Kitchen. I, I feel for, like for the first I, time since Brew Baker's written him. I so. feel like um, he, he uh, found nine, himself nine. in Europe. He went on a backpacking excursion. <laughs> yeah. He went on a holiday. Well, I, I did that. I, I feel like the last long, the last so. arc that Brubaker did was really kind of cleaning up, not cleaning up what Bru- what Bendis left him because they had had worked on that yeah. that that handoff. He knew what but was coming. I, I feel like uh, Daredevil '95 really kind of started the first truly Brubaker Daredevil arc. So sure, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. I see what you're saying. That's why I put it in. Okay. I understand you. Next story. <laughs> uh, the BPRD Killing Ground has been announced, and is this is this the one that starts BPRD as a monthly series? It might be. I know that we've uh, we've more Abe Sapien says Tom. (laughs) I like Abe Sapien. I like uh, I love Abe. I like all the BPRD cast. I was kind of surprised at first when that book first started coming out. I was like, oh, you know, spin off of Hellboy. I really like Hellboy. I want to see Hellboy. What was the greatest thing about the Hellboy comics? It was. Hellboy, Hellboy, and yeah. you know his supporting cast. While they were great, I don't know if it was didn't weren't sure if they were able to carry their own book. But they did it in miniseries, and they sure did. But now, will they be able to carry a monthly? Well, we'll see. Yeah. So I'm going to get it. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no question. Well, what what I love about uh, BPRD is that um, for for me anyway, it is um, uh, seeing Guy Davis's art on yeah. a on a continuing series. Uh, I loved his stuff on Sandman Mystery Theater, and I think a lot of people talked um, about Guy Davis taking over, you know, a Hellboy themed book and didn't really know how it would work and I think he has been an absolutely perfect fit on that series. So um it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, another thing on the on the on the on the preview that we saw the cover I noticed that Roger is on the cover so I don't know if that No, is that was just me. Oh, that was just <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find an actual picture of the killing <laughs> you cover. You tricked me. Yeah, I did. I you tricked you. You know, I was actually going to put something on the site about that because I thought it might confuse people. I was like, why is Roger... Uh, because that's not the actual cover. That's a cover to a trade for... Uh, like Black like Plague or something. Yeah, I don't remember which one is. You, you, you confused me yeah, because I love Roger as I'm a character, and I was with you. really. That's why I did it. Yeah. Uh, next story, uh, we have a great contributor at AroundComics.com. His name he is Tom Cater. <laughs> you don't. You contributed one nothing. fucking story over. Oh, I love you, year. T- Tom. Talk about the uh, the the story that you um, that you contributed this last week. I I was pleased. <laughs> oh, please! I did something. I should be. I should be lauded and congratulated. <laughs> a modicum of for effort. finally doing something. something. So I was supposed to write a review of Heart, uh, um, Heart of Empire, but I started writing it and it got so involved that I said fuck it, and I was like, I'm just gonna write something different. So I wrote about a bunch of non-superhero books that I've read lately, and Hank told me that he actually bought his brother blankets, and his brother loved it. Wow! Based on on your review, yeah, and the, the fact power. that Craig Thompson wrote a made a really good book, but mostly based yes. on the fact that I told him <laughs> the so, power that you wield. Yeah, let's not is amazing. Up 
I'm I'm comfortable with 51% me, 49% Craig Thompson. <laughs> so let's. I'm, not, I'm fine with that. Let's no, not take a, a not an issue with microscope that. to that. That's the magic of fun. Let it happen. So, so you, you but but <laughs> the long and short of it, you wrote a very nice uh, column about uh, comics that are not capes. superhero. So, which was very good. But we have another contributor at Around Comics, and his name is Keith Cunningham. And just want to let everyone know that he did a uh, a very fun interview with Sean McKeever. Uh, Keith's been doing a series of twenty questions with, mm-hmm. and it's been with a variety of creators and notable entertainers. Um, just people, anyone involved. You know, a lot of different people involved in the in the industry in one way or another. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and Keith's done a great job of putting uh, putting putting these twenty question interviews together. Together and, and giving us some insight, some more insight into these. I people. love the fact that you talked to Sean McKeever because my favorite interview of all time that we've ever done was the one at the New York Con where Sean McKeever talks about doing algebra before he goes to bed <laughs> at night. I just think it's the best, that's scary, 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 scary man. Yeah, that's bizarre. He's a scary. Okay, next hey story. Uh, Tales from the Crypt is rising from the grave. Yes. Uh, um, the original EC Comics Goolunatics present two stories in um, art by award-winning that's creators. That's the hardest word on the planet to say. Goolunatics. Goolunatics. Uh, yeah, EC well, not not. I talked with comments, uh, Tales from the Crypt is is, is coming back. Sal Crypt, Sal Crypt, Jim Sal. I'm gonna go with that. He's the uh, he, he's working with uh, uh, or he's the guy behind Paper Cuts who puts out mm-hmm. the Nancy Drew stuff. And then I when we ran I ran into him at the New York Con, and I noticed they had like this preview of this EC comics. I'm like, wow, you're you're bringing back you know Tales from the Crypt. And they're like, yeah. So it's um. I saw the preview pages of it, and it, it it's kind of interesting what they're trying to do with it. It looks like they're trying to make it more of an all ages. Yeah, the, the art. The, quite quite frankly, the the art was underwhelming on the previews that I saw. Um, I'll give it a try just because I love EC Comics and I love Tales from the Crypt. Uh, and I think they're going to have different people working on it. So mm-hmm. the first few pages that we saw may not be indicative of everything that's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they will keep you know. Uh, the, the the original EC Comics sensibilities and and you know that style in mind at least to some degree. I mean, I can understand not wanting to like just redo it because why bother? It was done. Yeah. You know, it's like what are you, you, you you're going to do it better? I don't think so. But you could do it different and try and maybe bring EC Comics to a different you know age group, a different generation. There are of people. a lot of a lot of comics out there that you know we talk about it quite a bit. Of this has a great EC sensibility sure. to it, and to you know do a Tales from the Crypt, you know I, I think that you have to keep that EC sensibility, but you have to put kind of a new spin to it. So we'll see we'll see what Paper Cuts is able to to do and, and pull that off. That's Speaking of that great EC feel, uh, something I wanted to mention yeah. has nothing to do with the news, but. Um, yeah, La- I think it was last week or the week before a book came out that was um, a tribute to John Romita Jr. Yes, from Marvel, and it was one of these you know sort of over size, over stuffed, uh, oversized. <laughs> they were going to say overpriced. No, well, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of reprint material. There was a lot of reprint. Actually, it was almost all reprint material, except? other than except the first story in it. Uh, is written by Neil Gaiman, and the pencils, the artwork in it is done by our friend Hilary Barda. And it, it's the only original material other than, like, sketch. There's some, you know, like, sketchbook stuff from John Romita stuff. 
But um, if you get a chance, take a look at it. Hillary's a great guy and a fantastic artist, and he's it's a, a great huge. Well, now I feel bad that I said the overpriced. Mm-hmm. See, nice I'm going, total, Dick. That's a total Dick move. Dick on move, and he. Um, but uh, sorry, talk Hillary. about it, it, Hillary's, Hillary's a mom. huge, huge fan of EC Comics, and you can tell from you know his the style that he used in this book that it's very. EC ish. Very Wallywood. Yeah, yeah, very Wallywood. He's is, a big um, fan of that stuff. Hillary's so. going to be dropping by in a couple mm-hmm. weeks, man. Yeah, Hillary is going to come by uh, when you're gone, when you're on your honeymoon. Well, I'm on a beach. Hillary's going to come by. It's going to be you, me, and Hillary. It's going to be me, you, and Hillary, Tom. And uh, we're kind of just, you know, freewheeling. We're not, we don't even have. Uh, I like Hillary. We're gonna, I think we're going to talk a little bit about life as a freelancer and and see where that brings us. But we'll have fun with Hillary for sure. You guys will end up talking about. A Alan Moore, probably well, you're gone. Uh, we're gonna, I think Hillary said we were gonna call him. He was gonna he was gonna call Alan Moore when he was here. <laughs> I so. hate Alan. I hate you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Robotica has been nominated for a Book of the Year award. It sure has. It's uh, ASP. Um, <clears throat> they have been Arcade. nominated for a, a forward Asp magazine or ASP, Asp as we <laughs> said for many episodes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That was my bad. <laughs> but Forward Magazine has uh, has nominated Robotica as a uh, book of the year. Now, uh, uh, Sal, you've read Robotica. Yeah, I have the I have the uh, hardcover of it. Um, it's an amazingly gorgeous book. It the, the, the art is fantastic. It's wild. Uh, it's sort of a futuristic story with a samurai and all sorts of craziness. Very sci-fi. The art is gorgeous. <clears throat> the story itself is a little hard to kind of tack down. I mean, it's it, it's so kind of wild and out there. At times, it gets a little um, confusing on what exactly is going on. But uh, it, it's definitely worth checking out. It, it, just for the art alone, it's fantastic. All right. Uh, postcards. This We've been hearing about this. We have been hearing about this book. Everybody's on this book. GB Tran. It's like everybody. GB Tran. Uh, Phil Hester. Is GB Trans? Yeah, he's yeah. Trans. Yeah. Uh, who doing does the uh, fantastic uh, content? <clears throat> I went um, to his website and he had a link to it. Maybe he just likes it. Well, Micah. Where, where did we? Where did we Micah? first hear? We heard about the. Uh, was it from was Phil. Andy? No, I think I it was Phil dream. Hester. When we first talked to Phil Hester, oh, God, who was like, like our first. 10? Yeah, um, he said he was. That was. He said he was working Episode on this Episode 11 then. for you historians. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're out there um, it's Scotty It's been Young. talked about for a long time. We heard about it a long time ago, and, and it's getting a lot of buzz now. It, it's an amazing concept for a book. It's basically... Uh, the, the the greatest stories never told. Yeah, it's uh, it's about um, real life stories never told. Postcards that people found and 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 I've, now I've, they're writing the stories that kind of go with these postcards. I've talked about this before. I think <clears throat> something else for someone's reason. The there was a band. Trachtenberg, the yeah, Trachtenberg family uh, band, where they right. buy estate sale slides and then write songs about them. And this sort of reminds me of that. And I think it's really fun because it, one of the one of the great things in sort of being creative is sometimes the hardest thing is to start with nothing. So if you even get a little bit of something, you can come up with a great idea from it. Sure. And so you look at a postcard or you look at, you know, something. For inspiration. That, yeah. Well, well and what they're doing now, mm-hmm. postcards is actually having a contest um, 
for you to write a story based on a on, on a postcard and and um it's uh here's sort of the the inspiration is on september 27th 1909 charlie frost of mandale ohio sent a postcard to mrs eva billman of muskegum county ohio charlie wrote dear friend where did mother go when she left your place we have not heard from her for over three weeks and we did not know where to write to we thought likely you would know charlie frost so do you know where Charlie's mother went? <clears throat> if so, tell the postcards team in 100 words or less before April 18th by sending an email to charlie at eximiouspress.com. And you can win... Uh, I don't, what are they giving away for this? Um, I don't think they announced <clears throat> what they were giving away as the award, but uh, it's... Uh, all sorts of cool stuff. I'm I think sure. original art they're giving. Yeah. Oh, that's what it oh, is. It's oh, original it's a Gatos art. page. It's yeah. a yeah, uh, Gatos page of original. And there's just Harvey Picard is is uh, working. Uh, contributors: Harvey Picard, Joshua Fialkov, Michael Gatos, Phil Hester, Micah that we yeah, talked we to last Micah week. Ferreter, yeah, I mean, Andy a lot Parks of is involved a lot of it. different people are working yeah. on. It, so it's it looks like it's going to be a fascinating uh, uh, anthology piece. Absolutely, so check it out. Um, on time, all the time. Twelve gauges, new commitment. And um, I didn't understand any of that. What? <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of <clears throat> a string of words. Tw- Twelve gauge is a studio that does the ride. They also did um, was it uh, OCT? Yeah. Um, which um, uh, Tony Shastin. And we still need to get Tony back at ba- or on the show. Yeah. Tony's been wanting to come on the show for a while, and we keep. Just running into other people that mm-hmm. want to be on, and we've we've been backlogged for a while. But and I, I love Tony's Tony stuff in. on OCT. Yeah, it was, it's uh, great stuff. Um, but but all that comes out from from Twelve Gauge, and Twelve Gauge was a a publisher that came out with a lot of buzz, had some really good books coming out, and ran into some scheduling problems like a lot of comic publishers do. Yep. And they have announced a new commitment that they're not going to be late on any books. Again. Ever. Ever. Jesus. Well, what's so going to happen if they are? Challenging, they're going to shoot themselves in the feet. <laughs> yes. With <laughs> a 12 I don't, gauge. I don't, yeah, with a 12 gauge. That's, I think that's the challenge. And I think it's admirable for <clears throat> a company to make that pledge because I think it is important, especially especially for an independent, to come out with books Well, on just time. to admit that you've had a problem. <laughs> I mean, most publishers do, late. <laughs> don't even say it. You Wasn't know? like, yeah, they're so good anyway. <laughs> well, you're right. You're don't worry. It'll come out when it comes it's out. out. And it'll blow you away. You're paying $3 anyway. <laughs> well, not 350 anymore. Yeah, but we'll get into that. On but hey, I think it's refreshing to some degree. We'll see if you know it holds up, and hopefully they can. Hopefully, you know, I mean, yeah, because they put out good books. No, yeah, there's no reason, you know, to wish them ill will. But there you go. Uh, hopefully, they'll come out on. Time. I love it that that's the best we can do for people is say <laughs> we wish you we no don't, ill will. <laughs> we don't we, hate. We we don't want anything. We're not wishing for anything good, but we really hope <laughs> nothing bad happens to you. Well. Just, yeah, I guess you're right, Tom. Earnest. Maybe we should maybe we should be a, l- a bit more magnanimous. No, I like it. It's like sort of a No Henry story. You have to like lift yourself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> you know? Hear that 12 gauge? All right, pull up them bootstraps. Yeah. There you go. Get to work. Well, uh, the guy who doesn't have to lift up anything other than uh, his paychecks. Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, and, and he's going to be lifting up a big fucking <laughs> yeah. paycheck on this. Yeah. He's scripting uh, the. I bet he spends the it all. I bet he spends it all like on Starburst or something. <laughs> fucking green M and M's and Pokemon cards. That's my guest house. It is filled with Starburst. It's filled with Starburst. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, it's filled with he robot is, puppies. He is adapting Area Fifty One to. Uh, uh, film. Yeah. Um, is it film? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Area Fifty One is a, a video game. 
Yes, and he's by adapting, Midway Games. He's adapting that. You know to, where Mid uh, to be Midway Games is based? I have no idea. St. Louis, like across the street from Hot Dogs on California oh, right? Avenue. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? You should go yeah, in there. That place is a fucking shithole. It is. <laughs> you know, we were driving by Wayne Tech tonight. Yeah. Midway Games is right behind it. Oh, we should go over there some night and like, yeah. raid them and maybe Grant call Morrison, Grant Morrison. Will be there. Maybe Grant Morrison <laughs> will be there. That would be fun. Yeah, but Midway Games. I is think right here's California. the plan. We I have can... a nightmare that Grant Morrison's brain will like swallow me. <laughs> And I'll just become a character in a Grant Morrison book. But no one will I remember who I am. Here's so the plan. Is. Here's the plan. On Free Comic Book Day, we kidnap Brian K. Vaughn, and we take him to Midway Games, and we hostage him for Grant Morrison. We <laughs> ransom him. We will not give up Brian K. Brian K. Vaughn until Grant but Morrison you, shows up with a wheelbarrow of Starburst. Do you mean, is Robert Kirkman going to rappel off the... Down from the ceiling to like say <laughs> maybe like, I don't know he might <laughs> everyone's in Chicago <laughs> boo uh, uh, anyway he's guys, a crazy fucker have you so played like area <laughs> have you played area fifty one I have it scares me because of the aliens okay you are frightened of aliens aren't you and I am and, 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 and what, was the, what was the Christopher Walken movie we talked with Josh Boyle communion by the way when you include that communion clip that made me laugh <laughs> so hard I spit coffee <laughs> so, hey, hey what's up little man <laughs> oh it's so creepy of a clip you can see it on YouTube if you search like communion Christopher Walken and he's like hey what's up, up hey man. old man hey yeah, and he yeah, grabs yeah, him yeah. and like lays on the oh. bed with him hey and he's wrestling with him but it's like just, you it's can tell just, like even the kid's uncomfortable yeah, like, you know I don't Walken like this. as a dad is yeah. just weird yeah, you don't even need the alien you don't exactly need alien. I was watching on YouTube they have they have a, a, a bunch of clips from like um like the DVD or something where it's like outtakes and it's the director talking about different shots in the film and like the first one is like Christopher Walken naked in a spaceship looking, oh. looking at like alien what faces are you doing? and stuff oh oh god <laughs> it's so bizarre it's that's uh I don't know Christopher Walken oh Josh I love him I want to see a Graham so. Morrison I want to see Graham Morrison write something that Christopher Walken performs in <laughs> Oh, Christopher Walken is the voice Christopher of the Christopher Walken is Animal Christopher Man. Walken. Animal Man. Christopher Walken <laughs> as Grant Morrison. I'm in the red. I <laughs> can sense. Honey. Honey. I can't do that. <laughs> we need Dave Wachter. All right. Um, New York City is getting ready to celebrate Spider-Man Week. I thought every week was Spider-Man Week in New York. Well, it is for us. Oh, but. It is, it's crazy. They have a crazy website that's filled with... Just, I I thought this would be like, hey, it's Spider-Man like week. Like a nothing story. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, hey, this week's uh, shoe week in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. Remember the history of shoes. It's and Columbus Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the Columbus Day, but it's not. It's more like uh, Roman Polanski. It's more like Cashmere Polanski Day in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Roman. Hey, that's a big deal. I said Roman. I, I said Roman, Roman Polanski. Uh, <laughs> I get those two confused. You know? Statutory rape day. <laughs> <laughs> not Revolutionary yeah, War so, hero. Oops. Yeah. Sorry. Hello. Sorry, all <laughs> but, those Polanski uh, fans uh, on either but yeah, side. Yeah, if, if you're in the New York area, it looks like uh, they have some really cool stuff planned. There's going to be museum exhibits and all sorts of fun is, stuff. Is there going to be like crowds of New Yorkers just like throwing? You messed with one of us. You messed yeah, with exactly. all of us. <laughs> I'm a little tired of that whole uh, yeah. theme in the I, Spider-Man um, movies. But uh, there's going to be a point. <laughs> New Yorkers aren't that helpful. To everyone <laughs> gets everyone gets five books written about them at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, not enough happens to really legitimately justify having five books written about. Them. Oh, uh, so anyway, for that full story, I you love can, you, uh, Spider-Man. You can go to Comic Book Resources and New York. We love New York. Uh, we oh, have a shirt that says it. 
We have. Uh, <laughs> yes, you do. I saw Did you, you buy it. an I Love New York for my daughter? Oh, my, okay. yeah, I bought one for her. It won't fit him. I hope not. <laughs> if no, if it does, she's got a your daughter has problem. health issues. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I bought it. Uh, no, I bought it for my daughter. She's four. It's a little shirt. Uh, we we've got some uh, some movie news. But I bought uh, it in the airport at Chicago <laughs> on the way. No, I'm just did kidding. Not. No, I didn't. I love New York. They hand, they sell it to you as you're walking off the flight. They're like, did you, <laughs> you want to buy something for someone? <laughs> you're in Chicago. Oh, now. thank God. Oops. Uh, we've got some uh, movie news. Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Uh, revealed that the sequel for Sin City, be Sin City 2, would probably begin shooting in June. And I thought this was interesting, that Sin City would probably continue in some form on television. I like that it was on the Charlie Rose show. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is kind of uh, what are you doing on there? Well, they're in just like super promotion. Him and Quentin Tarantino are in just oh, like... Grindhouse. Yeah, coked out promotion mode <laughs> just trying to push anything in. they're everywhere it's like every time I turn on the TV I see oh, and now a special sneak preview of Grindhouse it's like uh, I've Quentin seen it Tarantino. 17 times Quentin Tarantino made my sandwich today at Jimmy John's <laughs> wow. yeah and he said go see Grindhouse <laughs> but he uh, he made a sandwich like it was it was like a 70s was sandwich it a, <laughs> it was a 70s sandwich <laughs> yeah it wasn't what? like a modern sandwich it was like a grilled cheese it was Yo, what are you talking it was a Grindhouse uh, yeah it yeah, like, yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> okay. God we had something going on. Yeah, but uh, what are they going to do on TV <laughs> with Sin City? Uh, HBO? I'm sh- something? Okay. I mean, why not? I mean, they're used, I mean through Sin City 2 is going to use up pretty much the, the rest of the really about, good well, stories. The beautiful thing. It doesn't mean you can't come up with new ones. You could go with anywhere in that universe and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, Who knows? Better have Frank right now. Oh, or what? You're going to cry? No, be oh, careful. Baby. You be careful, cry, little girl. What you're going to have is you're going to have <laughs> Osama Bin Laden Sin City. <laughs> Osama, wait, Osama o- Sin o- City. Barack Obama Sin City. No. Oh. <laughs> Obama Sin City. How's it going? How's it going, neocons? Everyone that searched kill, kill Well, uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Sutter, um, who's the producer and writer and director of The Shield, is currently working on a sequel to The Punisher. I love that this Ooh, was reported from really? uh, Northern Illinois University. Go Huskies! I love The Shield, <laughs> and that's a The Shield is way better than the <laughs> Punisher, Punisher movie, movie ever could have <laughs> dreamed <laughs> to have been. That is really funny. Yeah, so, that is true. It is way better. Than the so Punisher. hopefully he can make the next Punisher movie as good as The I Shield. Also if it's as good as The Shield, I'll be extremely I happy. Also, I've, well, I Michael wanna, Chiklis is the Punisher. I want to take this opportunity to mention that recently, in the last two weeks, I realized that uh, Zack Snyder, who made 300 is working at Watchmen, is from Green Bay. Yes, he is. She's going to pass up. Your mom told you that, Yeah, didn't she? which totally freaked me out because I had to search it on the internet. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, he is from Green Bay. I'm did, like, it totally blew my mind. Did you kind of feel out of the loop on that one? Kind of like out of touch? Your no mom one's from Green Bay. The only other person from Green Bay that anyone ever knows is Tony Shalhoub, otherwise known as Antonio on Wings, or Monk or from Monk. the USA. I love series. Monk. Yeah, he's from Green Bay. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're he went to me. East High School. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. He's serious. He's going to pet Zach he's like Snyder. The, he's like the most un-Wisconsin-looking person oh, I've ever Oh, you met. haven't seen him eat cheese curds, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is Zach Snyder's going to... Tom, Tom, will you take me to a fish boil sometime? Uh, the fish boils are really <laughs> gross. I'll take you to a fish fry. All right. But all I have to I'm say, I have to say is, if Watchmen is dependent upon uh, creating a bleak urban landscape, being <laughs> Green Bay means he will do an Bye, absolutely... Fantastic job of creating an environment <laughs> where no one dreams about a future at all. 
Hi, this is Mike Norton, uh, co-creator and artist of Gravity. And uh, if you're not listening to Crankcast, you should be listening to Around Comics. It was revealed uh, through an interview at CBR this week uh, by Graham Yost that Astro City was almost made into a TV show, which wow. I would have loved to have That would be awesome. But Astro uh, City would be a kick-ass TV show. And right. you wouldn't even have to like do that on HBO or anything because I mean, you could just do that on network TV, mm-hmm, sure. and it could be a cool... Heroes is showing that right now. Yeah. You can do stories like that Although I'd like network. to see like the, the 70s era that they're doing like now in, in Dark... Yeah. Uh, what is oh, it? Dark, uh, age. dark Age. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that would be cool. That would be awesome to well, see um, City. Yost oh. is working on... Uh, it's the Jeff Goldblum series. Oh, um, Reigns. 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 Yeah. Which um, we found out some kind of interesting... Um, uh, Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, yeah I, talked to, I talked to him this week. I emailed him. This, actually, tonight, which is Friday, uh, this episode of Reigns, and it'll be last Friday by the time you hear this, but... Um, it has something to do with a comic book store and a guy who draws comics. And Gabe actually was the guy who did all the artwork mm-hmm. in the story. So uh, Gabe's a listener of ours, and, and we're going to actually have Gabe on the show. Uh, we're trying to lock down a day, but somewhere around Spider-Man 3. Because he worked because on he was the story. Yeah, 3. he worked on Spider-Man 3 as a storyboard artist. So we're going to talk to Gabe about Spider-Man 3. Gabe's uh, awesome. Some, we talked to him in New York. Yeah, very so cool guy. Man. Fucking talented artist, man. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. Check out... Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, if you go to our uh, website um, and look up... Uh, actually, you can't find it on our website, but he's got a, a comics uh, a, a comic space page. Yeah. i tell you well, what, we'll, we, we will, novel. whenever this, yeah. when, when this episode airs, we'll provide a we'll link to it. We'll post it on the site. Yeah, sure. He's got a comic space page where has got some previews He's going to have stuff. a graphic novel coming out someday. Yeah, because that graphic novel looked awesome. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Unbelievably cool. G- Gabe is, I, I believe, is an example of someone who's probably making too much money in Hollywood to actually do comics, and he loves. No, well, he's trying to do comics, but yeah, yeah he's not going to do it full time. I don't think he's got yeah. a good living in what he's doing. I think but. he likes messing with everyone. <laughs> I don't understand. He's like, yeah, I could take over yeah, the I industry, do whatever. but I don't need to. I don't need you. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Uh, G- Gabe was also an extremely nice guy too. So oh, I can't wait guy. to talk to him some more. And great guy. But uh, there you go. <coughs> what else we got? Uh, Jason Aaron, another one, uh, just another really nice guy in the industry, is uh, kind of going back to where he started. He's going back to a not-so-nice guy. Yeah, J- so Jason Aaron, the writer of The <laughs> Other Side and, uh, and Scalped, which uh, you'll hear uh, more about here in a few minutes, is going back to Wolverine, which Jason got his break into comics by winning a talent search. Selling out. Yeah. <laughs> sold, Sell sold out before he ever got into the industry. Sell out. Sell out. But uh, he is going Kidding. to be penning uh, Wolverine number 56. And who's going to be doing the art on that Ooh. issue? Uh, some Joe. Joe, no, some Howard, Howard Shankin, my friend. There you go. So there you are go. Are we going to get the Blade Howard Shankin, or are we going to get the Guy Gardner Howard Shankin? I hope we get the Blade, the Blade Howard Shankin. Um, Actually, I hope we get the American Flag Howard Shankin myself. But dude, I like the Blade me. Howard Shankin. I do too. In the next couple of months, we will have to invent a time machine. <laughs> yes, we will. Let's, get on let's the get cosmic on that. treadmill, my friend. <laughs> I, I, I can almost I'll guarantee you that, that Jason is just absolutely thrilled to death that Howard Shankin is going to be oh, doing oh, the yeah. So. Uh, 
uh, Wolverine number 56. Definitely put that Check it out. Uh, on your list. And if you're not buying Scalped or... Ooh, Scalp was good this week. Oh, I'll you're going to hear gonna more about, about that. Because I have a very strong feeling about number four. It's not Positive? your top of the stack, is it? It's not my top of the stack. Okay, good. Uh, it resuscitated so my love to of... Read it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was I'll talk about that one. Yeah. Okay, so great. Um, and, and definitely when the other side comes out in trade, uh, check it out, because it is a fantastic Vietnam War era book. Alright, they're having a contest... Um, I think uh, Cameron Stewart's having a contest with a piece Original of Original art from, art from, yeah, from, from the other side, from the other really? side. on yeah. his MySpace page. Yeah. If you go to uh, myspace.com slash the other side, mm-hmm. he's having a contest. It features both characters. And you can... Yeah, it's yeah, a really you can win page. the win a original I artwork. Have to go page. That. <laughs> I think you're uneligible. Why? Because you're part of the media. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, unfortunately, no. you, you might not be good at it. But you original are. Pages. No, sorry. You I'll have enough. You have nowhere to put all the original Chris Somni art you've bought over the last year. Oh, that stuff is so cool. <sighs> Chris Somni sent me a little present today. Oh, <laughs> what did he send you? Christ. Oh, yeah, he did send you that. That's a right. Hollow I got a preview. I got a preview. He keeps getting people like Ruckus. Them preview pages. To oh, send that was so cool, and, you know, dude! Checkmate. Hey, the if next any issue creators out there like awesome. me, just send some to me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't haunt you. <laughs> we don't haunt stalk your you. Dreams. Hey, you know what? You know, comics. You know, aren't just American comics. There, there are comics from other places out there. Yeah. I mean, well, there are like comics from Japan. You mean like Canada? You mean manga? Yes. Manga. There's there's comics from Japan, there's comics from Korea, there's comics from Well those would be manhwa. They would be. Uh, but I don't understand I don't understand all this fancy foreign talk. Fancy. Well, we we have someone, uh, uh, we have someone who does though. We yes, we we do. we do. And that person would be Stephanie Mangold and her Stephanie Mangold manga report. And here is Stephanie. Time of Around Comics. This is Stephanie Mangold, also known as Hey Supergirl, with your monthly manga report. Today we're going to start with a story about Media Blasters, a popular publisher of both anime and manga titles. They recently made a decision to drop their line of shonen manga in favor of an increase in the number of yaoi titles that they publish. For those of you who don't know, shonen manga is aimed at boys. It includes popular titles such as Bleach, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. Yaoi manga is aimed at women and features romantic relationships between two men. Media Blasters has found success with the number of yaoi titles it publishes. It has about 20 in its catalog right now, including popular titles Level C and Skyscrapers of Oz. Skyscrapers, a yaoi one-shot about seductive hitmen, is going into its fourth printing. They plan to add more yaoi titles to the collections with plans to publish one or two books every month next year. Anticipated titles include Crimson Spell, which will be out this June. Other anticipated titles include Target and the Finder, Loveless, and Pornograph. Media Blasters also has plans to cross-promote its yaoi DVDs and manga with other publishers, such as Tokyo Pop, which publishes the popular title Loveless, and 801 Media, a subdivision of Digital Manga Press, which publishes Sensitive Pornograph and the recent releases Sky Over My Spectacles and Bonds. 
Media Blasters also has plans to publish non-Yowie and general interest magazines. They were quoted in a recent article in Publishers Weekly's Comics Weekly newsletter as saying, We're going to continue trying new things. We're still experimenting. We're always going for styles that no one else in the industry is doing. Given the success of Yowie in the United States, it's going to be interesting to see how Media Blasters succeeds with their recent additions to their Yowie line. Moving on, Tokyo Pop has announced the winners of the 7th Rising Stars of Manga competition. This is Tokyo Pop's American Idol, and the winners are listed as follows. Best Comedy goes to Beatrice Bishy. Best Drama goes to Melody. Best Fantasy goes to Fortune Finders. Best Horror goes to Gaku for Susie. Best Mystery goes to Scratched. Best Romance goes to I'll Be Waiting. Best Sci-Fi goes to Argosy. And the People's Choice winner is Blue Blood. We're also going to take a brief look at some of the titles that were recently released. Each of these is from Viz Media. We have Firefighter, Daigo Fire Company M, Volume 18, Please Save My Earth, Volume 21, Reader Die, Reader Dream, Volume 3, and Yakutei Japan, Volume 4. Out of all these, I can only safely recommend two, as I'm only reading two. Reader Die, Reader Dream takes place before the Reader Die TV series and follows the Paper Sisters. I strongly recommend this series to anyone who's a fan of the Reader Die TV series or the Reader Die OVA. Both the Reader Die and the Reader Dream mangas, there's two different series, each four volumes fill in the gaps between the anime and the OVA quite nicely, and gives you a different look at your favorite characters. Yakutei Japan is the story of a young boy who dreams of becoming a world-renowned baker who will create the national bread of Japan. If you know anything about Japanese culture, you know that bread is not the main support in terms of grain there, rice is. So, creating a national bread of Japan is quite neat. It's a fun manga, it's interesting, and believe me when I say, you would never know you could laugh so much over things involving bread until you read Yakutei Japan. And the last thing on our agenda today is actually a book that was recommended to me that I'm going to check out, and you should too. It's called The Kurosagi Court's Delivery Service. It takes place in Tokyo, where five Budapest University students use their unique talents to help the city's dead who are in need. They help the dead who are trapped in their corpses and can't move on to the next life. There's five kids in the group, three guys, two girls. Together they form the Korosagi, or Black Heroine, which is their ominous bird logo. And they cover different things from suicide to murder, accident, or illness. Whatever happens, they'll carry your body wherever it needs to go to free your soul. The tagline on Amazon reads, The kids from Korosagi can smell a customer a mile away. It's a good thing one of the girls majored in embalming. Now, it sounds a little gruesome from the description, but it looks kind of fun and lighthearted. And as far as I know, it is out right now. So I'm going to go out and head to my local borders and see if I can find her. You do the same and let me know what you think. That's all for now, Chris Allen from. I'll see you next month with your monthly manga report. And thank you, Stephanie Mangold. Go to uh, silverboltcomics.com and mm-hmm. read Hey Supergirl. Hey Stephanie, Supergirl. Hey Supergirl. Uh, how would you say is a, How would I say it? Uh, how would you say Hey Supergirl? Hey Supergirl. I would say Hey Supergirl. I'd say Hey Supergirl. Or no, was that creepy? Hey, I would say Supergirl. Stephanie, you are an incredibly talented journalist. Try not yell at her like that. Yeah, that's it's offensive. It, yeah, not good. 
Okay. Let's, but yeah, Stephanie is a incredibly talented writer, so check out her column. And thank you again for sending in your monthly manga report. Yeah, we'll thank you. Look for that every month. We don't know anything about it. We, but we really some don't. People really yeah, like I don't it, understand so a word. I'm really she's happy that someone yeah. is no, willing to give us. Time. We like it when Stephanie calls us. Yes. And we do have a hotline. We do have a hotline, one eight 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 six five 65 You can give us a call, leave us a voicemail. You'll need the PIN number, and, and there's another number you have to punch in. You can get all that at the Get that at our website. Com. But uh, last week, um, Tom threw out a bit of a challenge to our Canadian friend Enigma, who had sent in. And he has taken up the challenge. He has certainly taken up the challenge. He, he actually sent us uh, a bunch of voicemails this week, the first of which he attempted to explain why last week's voicemail sounded so wacky. So here's this. Hello, guys at Around Comics. Now, I was just listening to, you know, your little podcast, number 85, and I heard myself. And I'm, okay, now I want to explain that (laughs) for the first part. I want to explain that. Now, see, I decided one day I'd phone you guys. So I phoned you guys, and I actually went one on my thoughts about Civil War, the one with Mark Silvestri. And uh, so we the initiative. We didn't play. That. And then you know, I was like, "Hey, I, I, can, <laughs> I can hear myself talk. This is like the greatest thing ever." And so I decided to do like twenty more or something. And so when I did that, I didn't know every time I did it, I like, you know, I heard myself. You know, I didn't know. Like, I just, I just wanted to hear myself say crazy things. Cause, you know, well, you I, got I, that I far. You got my damn recorder. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I didn't actually think the one was going to sell. And, well, and you know what? So I'm sorry. And no, I'm not French-Canadian. <laughs> I'm good old Canadian Indian. That's right. <laughs> I miss you, Captain America. I no, like, wait, wait, like, Tom. Like, you know, Aboriginal. I love Scalp. It's a good book. Uh, it's not, like, pure. Like, I've lived on a red, so I, I think I know, you know, about reds, but... It's close enough, I guess. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just want to explain myself, guys. And here, I'm. You know what? Since I left you with a rap, which was by Mortal Technique, everyone go out buy CDs. They're really good. <clears throat> or you know, just download them for free. Immortal Technique. He's a good guy. He's a good rapper. Always has a message. Does he know you're and, giving um, me songs? <laughs> I'm gonna sing you guys a song right now. It's Canadian rap. <laughs> oh, dude! Like I know Immortal Technique. Or lines of hip hop, or just a little <laughs> bit of it. Yo, from the first to the last of it, delivery is passionate, the whole and not the half of it, vocabulary, not the math of it, projectile blasting with accurate assessing shit, me and quality close like Bethlehem and Nazareth, after this you be pressed and rewind on top of your master disc, shining like an asterisk for all the stuff he gathered, connecting like a rat house from the townhouse to the tenements, cause all my Brooklyn residents, heavy ridges and don't believe here, don't believe here the <laughs> no, evidence, no, you didn't know the words there, whoa, see that, bad to take it, oh, can't believe that, from where they sell in Tria, to where the police be at, tell the quality equality, or tell them where to be at, Brooklyn, New York City, where they pay mirrors of Biggie and cash we trust, cause it's ghetto fabulous, life look pretty, what a pity, blunt is still 50 cent, it's intense, G-Sandis domination, can't be covered with incense, my president is felt, my name is Quali, from the eternal reflection, people think MC is shorthand for misconception, whoa, is sure I can't do it anymore, Quali? so anyways, <laughs> live, let, long, prosper, you know, whatever out there, and guys, <laughs> I love the podcast, <laughs> 
Thank you, so that was, Canada. Thank you, Canada. That was him explaining that he wasn't crazy, uh, I guess. He is crazy. Uh, I, think, yeah, I think there's something... Behind the scenes, we're going to let you into a secret. We've written this character. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> it's a actually puppet a of ours. Um, it's a Muppet. But um, he sent us, like, four more of these. Do the we have some, play some World War Hulk thoughts? He had some... He had World War Hulk thoughts. He had... Well, you know what? Let's not play them all. We won't... Let's not play them all tonight. We'll, we'll we'll spread them out a little bit. Yeah, we got yeah. we got like three more from. Him. I'm sure he's going to send us more. If he keeps well, we sending it to us, I would almost encourage him to start his own podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not, not in a negative let's sense. Play, let's play one other one that he sent us. This okay. was this is uh, it's a, a song that he obviously wrote himself and he wanted to sing it to us. So let let's go ahead and hear hear his song. Jesus is just all right with me. Am I on? Okay, um... <laughs> Am I on? Jesus Christ. Cause there ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Something image comics and death. <laughs> I don't know the words either. Richard Starking's flask. Okay, okay. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no, no valley low enough. Image comics <laughs> index. Richard Stockings hip flex. <laughs> the Luna Brothers Ultra and Girls. J. Ferbier and Noble Causes. Rick Reminder and a Sea of Red. Robert Kirkin. Is this the Image Comics theme song? I think so. Matt Fraction and Casanova. <laughs> CB Sablusisk. I can't say his name. <laughs> David Hyde. His strange embrace. Eric Larson. Where are you? I'm missing you. David Mark. Some dude I just made up. <laughs> David Mark. Where are you? I don't know you. YouTube. Where all the people go to watch episodes of The Simpsons. And to watch white chicks and gang signs. <laughs> Hometown Baghdad. Songs of pain. Tales of mere existence. <laughs> subtext. People go to YouTube. To watch people talk about nothing, nothing. <laughs> My entertainment Fort McMurray.com entertainment portal, Windows Internet Explorer. Bob Barker is gone. Oh, the drama. <laughs> Box office report. Meet the Robinsons. What? <laughs> He's just <laughs> fucking hitting shit off his RSS feed right now. He's not even. It goes out for 29 more minutes. Yeah, it's just insane. Uh, he has a whole thing about Arafat and. <laughs> do we want to hear more? Process. Well, we have another Canadian. We do have another Canadian. Just we'll maybe save more of that. Yeah, we'll for save later. that. That's not overloaded. Oh. Let's let's try and redeem. Canada, Canada's, Canada's <laughs> name, and, and listen to another Canadian who sent us a voicemail. Oh, this is a Canadian that uh, that we all know and we love. Um, it's a man who wow. drove down just to be on this. I, I like him a lot. Loves him. Strong. It loves, uh, strong. Throw that I keep that for my kids and wife. It's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> 
Hey there, guys. It's uh, Simon calling from Ottawa, Canada. Hi, I just Simon. got finished listening to episode Chris 85 through 87. I'd like to talk a little about episode 85. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking, calling out Canadians this close to the Stanley Cup playoffs? <laughs> we're just a little emotional right now, okay? <laughs> it's really not a good time to piss us off. And to borrow a line from South Park, we've apologized for Anne Murray on numerous occasions. <laughs> Let's just let it drop, okay? Uh, when I get some time, I'm going to set up a call with a buddy of mine where we'll totally confirm your prejudices against French Canadians. <laughs> anyway, to the real reason I'm calling. Oh, we got to do talk that. About 52, or specifically what to do after 52. But first, damn you to hell, Tom Caters. I was out after issue 8, and you tweaked my interest when you said that Skeets was a dick. <laughs> uh, 40 issues later and $100 later in the wallet. But I'm loving 52. But unfortunately, like Chris, I have to agree, I'm getting a little tired of the big events. So if anyone else feels the same way, I suggest they move their 52 money into some other great titles that DC is putting out, some of which may need your help. First off, Justice Society of America by Jeff Johns and The Art by Dale Eaglesham. Okay, okay. I can't it doesn't need your help, but it does deserve to be DC's number one selling book. It's awesome. Everybody's yeah, got to jump on this. Secondly, Manhunter by Mark and Draco mm -hmm. and Art by Javier Pina. Good book. Hey, it's coming back. Put it on your pull list. It's a great book. book you got to get the numbers up on this one. And then Robin, story by Adam Beechin and art Robin by Freddie e. Williams Jr. This new story arc is just awesome, oh, cool. and it shows how much Robin has really matured in the past year. It reminds me a lot of when Spider-Man was still kicking around in high school. And for a fourth book, man, I can't really decide. I'm enjoying Teen Titans, Bird of Prey, Shadow Pack, and Checkmate so much, and I just can't really put a finger on what should Checkmate. be the fourth book to replace the 52. Checkmate. And I know one thing, it's all your fault that I'm reading all these books. Anyway, guys, I'm out. I'll talk to you soon. You're having some great shows. Keep it up. That's because I whore out DC. You're not out. He's oot. I'm You're oot. oot. You're oot. I'm, oot. That's, I'm the worst DC whore. As I, you are. Has, you should work for DC, you have man. Do you work for like DC? like a damn virus. Do you creators. work for... Uh, you're, you're like Dan DiDio's cousin. Dan DiDio, you should hire I'm, me. No you shit. You should send me you into the, places to infect people. <laughs> you are the DC pimp, man. But I, I have to admit, I have become uh, just obsessed with DC history and looking up stuff on Wikipedia. And uh, I think DC's put on great books. I can't believe their numbers. Like last month, I know we've talked about it a little bit. You know, their numbers are are down, and especially like a book like JSA. But JSA Which, doesn't sell over a hundred thousand copies. It's not even close. I don't even think yeah. it's like fifty thousand. No, it's like a, it's a it's. 82 Oh, that's but, crazy. That's yeah. that's such a good book. That I don't know. But well, I tell you, I um and we're getting ready to get in top of the stack in a minute, but um I finally now now that Rebirth came out. It's uh Green Lantern yeah. Rebirth. If you haven't read that mini series, go out and buy that trade because it is the funnest Green Lantern story. And and I don't even want to say fun. I mean, it was fun for me, but what a great miniseries. It's great for, for me when I read it. I remember when I was a kid when they did what they sort of did to Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, a lot of writers tried to figure out a way to make Hal Jordan not an asshole. They made him the Spectre. And then they made they made him sacrifice himself to make the sun start up again. And then they made him the Spectre. And it never made sense. It never fit. And then finally Jeff Johns wrote a story that was like, you know what? Hal Jordan's still a hero and restore Hal Jordan not to being a villain. I, I, and I was like, finally! Someone figured out figured a way out how to, do it to right. make him... He's a hero again, and it's were, fine. And it's an amazing... And it makes sense. Yeah. Like, what, how, how long had Hal not been 
Green Lantern. Since over a decade. Yeah. yeah. Ninety really one. Really? Ninety two. Ninety one. Ninety two. Yeah. I'm trying to think, yeah. it was. Uh, I want to say more ninety two ish. Yeah, you might be right. It was probably maybe it was ninety two, ninety three, somewhere in there. Yeah. Is when that when that first. When one. We were and I remember. I mean, rats. that was one of the. I you know like I didn't read a ton of DC stuff, but Green Lantern was always a book I read. I always loved Hal. Yeah. I always loved Green Lantern. And when that happened, it was like you know I hated the fact that they were getting rid of Hal. I you know I, I liked Kyle, but I just he, really Jeff wanted Jones Hal made a back. Great way of making it like I bringing was, back Hal doesn't mean that Kyle is a piece of shit now. Right? You no. know he figured out a way to make it all work. Me- Melter does in the introduction in the trade paperback for Rebirth, and he he addresses that. And they had the perfect opportunity to either kill. Kyle, or just kind of brush him off to the side. They didn't. They didn't. They 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 made it he to where his own piece. Of yeah. History. Yeah. And in not just a nice way, but a way that makes sense. And for Kyle fans, it's like you know what the last decade of comics that I've read, and I really like Kyle. You know what? It, it still works, and and I can still like Kyle. He's the one who brought it all back. Yeah. In a way, like he's the one who did so. Fantastic. Not <laughs> as Beautiful. I wore myself up over DC. <laughs> That's such a fucking DC one. You are. Well, I, I guess since we're talking about comics that we like, that means that we should talk about comics that we liked in the last week. Sure. And that would be Top of the Stack. Top. Top. Of the top Stack. Of the stack, 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 stack. That's right. It's time for Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, <coughs> the listener, know what we, the panel, have been what reading. The, what have you been reading? Week. What have um, you been reading, everyone? What? Tom, I know what you've been reading. Ha-ha! Ha-ha. My top of the stack is Welcome to Tranquility number 5 from Gail Simone and Neil Googe. I'm so glad you're doing this because it almost made my top of the stack and just got edged out. You by, know... But just a hair. I think uh, a lot of sort of the reaction in this book, I think a lot of people have taken it as sort of a joke book it's in a lot of ways. No. And it's not a joke book. If you read this issue, there are moments in here that were really just incredibly touching uh, when mm-hmm. the hero that you've... S- oh, well, I don't... Spoilers? Well, kind of. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what? From now on, I think... You know, that's I was th- actually... Not to deviate too f- long, but I was actually thinking about that today. It's like, you know, when we talk about our top of the stacks, we don't really get into the story much. Yeah, let's get into because it. Because we, we try not to spoil it, but... I think we need to talk more about what's going on in the story to try and uh, well, illustrate what we. I liked think in about this it. case it won't ruin the book for you. But there's uh, the character that you've seen so far trying to remember. It's like the Captain Marvel trying to remember his word to turn yes. into Captain Marvel, and you see his arch villain who's become his friend, like be like, "I should have told you this a long time <laughs> ago." <laughs> and tell him, yeah, <laughs> and tell him this is. I love word the Crypt yeah, Keeper is, is his arch enemy, and it, it's like. The moments like that is what makes this book so fantastic because mm-hmm. what Gail's done is she's captured... What she's done is she's taken, like, Irredeemable Ant-Man and JSA and all this different stuff. She's taken the most irreverent superhero stuff and mixed it with the most reverent mm-hmm. and still come up sure. with a book that doesn't fall flat. Mm-hmm. Like, it still works on both ends. You still right. laugh and you still, like, say, well, is aren't <coughs> superheroes really... Awesome. You, you know, know we, isn't this we, we were talking to the, uh, the White Picket Fences guys last week, and I think they described this book as what the TV show Eureka should have been. Right, where it's it's yeah. that closer look at this community of, yeah. of, of characters. And you see these characters do these 
really heroic like sacrificial things and all of a sudden you're like wow this isn't this isn't just a book played for jokes this is a book uh-huh. played for oh i felt so bad for uh mad dog or uh bad, bad dog, dog. Oh, yeah. by, by at the, the end way. i'm just like oh he can't you know bring himself to do what he knows he yeah, should do what know? he has to do yeah. fantastic you know i was a huge fan of chuck dixon and doug mikey series team zero oh, yeah. Yeah. And what a, mention, yeah what a great way for gail to 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 give a nod to Team Zero. And, oh, yeah. I and just think this book well, just a war. works. There's like a magic. Yeah. There's like some sort of weird alchemy in this book where it pokes fun at everything that you think is funny about old comics, but also it's shows an homage you, to like also to some says, this is why you love old. This is yeah. why we love comics, but this is why comics are funny. And you don't have to feel bad reading it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's. It's just clever. Well, I think, it's not I, I depressing. Think that, yeah. It's not, you know, it's not too self-examinatory where it's, you know, yeah. it, it makes you really kind of, you know, try and understand yeah. but it's also those not, kind of things. It doesn't but ignore its it own doesn't, funny, Exactly. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? It's like, it's like the teen team. The Runaways. The Runaways or What If Power Pack. The Authoritines. <laughs> Power Pack yeah, grew it's up. Like, it's like What If Power Pack The Authoritines. <laughs> yeah, the Authoritines. Good Lord. Um, what, it's what it is. It's like, you know, if Power Pack grew Runaway, up and, 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 Titans, and went you know, goth. I, mean, yeah. um, it, I don't even like goth music. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a really fun, good... I'm Sweet Sally. It's just... Mm. I think it, it, it's just so much fun. I read it... Uh, it was one of the last books I read this month for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and I, I always have the struggle that I consciously like read certain things in a row, and I was I had a certain thing in my mind up until the point I read this book, mm-hmm. and then I read it and I was like, God, that was really fucking good. This I <laughs> need to just say that that was really good. Th- this <laughs> issue really did turn a lot of things upside down. Yeah. In in this community of tranquility mm-hmm. it, it took a lot of things that you wanted to happen or or thought would happen now so about and turned them mystery up. of about what the nature is of where they are mm-hmm. like the physics of where they are like yeah how are yeah. they why are, why is this place the way it is why is it special? why are they all yeah. here why did they all you what know, happened yeah, that yeah. everyone's there's here. something else going yeah. on that we're not i loved it yeah it, and we're getting ready great, to find out great so yeah. yes. fantastic it's uh the yay gail yay neil yay gail um, Sal, what was your top of the stack? Uh, my top of the stack this week was the Incredible Hulk number 105, the end of the Planet Hulk nice. uh, story. Planet Hulk, I've really enjoyed it. Um, while I don't know that it's been um, this amazing book, like yeah. revolutionary or anything, but it's been really solid every issue, pretty much. Yeah. And more than amazing that, for a 14 issue. Yeah, story. for a 14 yeah. issue story, it's been very solid. And this last issue really kind of hit me um, that I thought Greg Pak did an, um, a fantastic job of really illustrating this new Hulk character and what he's been trying to do this whole Planet Hulk series. And it really came to a head um, in this last issue where we finally see the Hulk sort of brought to his knees and defeated, and not from. You know, not from some bad guy, not from you know some other superhero, but from the loss of someone and and people dear to him. Uh, ironically, you know, and whether you, I don't know if you've been reading you know uh, Planet Hulk or not, but you know he's been sent to this he's been sent to this planet <clears throat> from uh, from Earth, uh, and they thought they were sending him there to find peace. Uh, 
the first Took twist. A little detour. Well, the, the first twist of it is the, the planet is all you know basically inhabited Gladiator, by, yeah. by gladiators and monsters and and everything. But through a lot of battles and a lot of fighting, he eventually did find peace by sort of conquering this planet and becoming its king. Um, philosopher king. Philosopher king, and and a different kind of character, a different kind of Hulk. We see we saw a Hulk that we really haven't seen before. Uh, you know, a much more intelligent and a Hulk that actually learned something along this journey. But at this issue, you know, it, it it's all uh, uh, it's kind of like Conan. Yeah, it very much, very much so yeah. like Conan, where you know, it, it, when he started out, it was just this savage. He's the warrior, and he's, he's he's become something much more. This issue really is, you know, a boiling point. It's it's leading into World War Hulk, and I thought it did a great job of giving us the mindset of the Hulk going into this next issue, yeah, and uh, this next series, and that mindset is going to be very upset and nothing <laughs> and nothing to lose. He he has. Pretty much nothing to live for other than revenge any longer. In, in my yeah. opinion, that's I mean, I what it seems like. Is is there's nothing left for the Hulk other than revenge. That's all that is on his mind any longer. And he's coming back to Earth to make people pay for what once again they did to him, which was take away any sort of peace that 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 monster has. Well, I think the I think the beautiful thing about Planet Hulk is that for a very long time, I think a lot of writers when they write the Hulk. The Hulk represents anger to a lot of people, but the anger is never justified, I think, about 95% of the time with the right. Hulk. It's always like, oh, this is a mild inconvenience. Ah, you stepped on you know, my like, toe. Yeah, like it's never... There's The Hulk almost becomes sort of a, a means to an end right. story-wise. So what Greg Pak did is he found a way to say, here's why the Hulk is angry. And now you understand why the Hulk is angry, yeah. and the Hulk should be angry, and this is why this story matters. Because finally, I mean, I think you see it all the time. As great as Peter David's run on that book was, I think it was almost an exercise in avoiding the issue of like why he's angry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I know, I know what like, you mean. Yeah. But that that was, and that was sort of why I picked this this particular issue because it, fi- you know, as much as I liked Planet Hulk, I didn't really get it until now. That it was all sort of just set up for this next he's chapter. Angry. Well, and you well, know well, why he's angry. He finally, Peter David was all about defining what the monster was and what yeah. Bruce Banner was, and and all the different and variations. the conflict between them. And and Sal made a really interesting point. You know, whenever <clears> we were talking about this earlier in the day, if you look at Civil War in general and what Planet Hulk and and well, Hulk what I was is, saying is going to be. You know, if you look at Civil War as sort of an analogy of current political atmosphere in this country, you know, with red states, blue states, whatever. The Hulk, to me, coming back to Earth, is going to represent terrorism. And he's going to be this extremist, radical character with nothing left to lose, coming back to this now organized, regimented country that has you know and and disrupting it all with his army of soldiers that yeah. are following him and his followers if, if you've been reading planet hulk will die for him they will lay down their lives for him i also think there's an interesting parallel that there's there's a weird thing going on with planet hulk though in the sense that the entire time that you watched all the heroes on earth fight each other the hulk built a utopia he built a world where there's brood aliens protecting children. Right. And the Hulk 
there there's a purity to the Hulk character as the way that Greg Pak has written it that says that when you separate the Hulk from all the other bullshit that the rest of the Marvel Universe is about, you know what happens? The Hulk makes things okay. The Hulk isn't wrong. The Hulk isn't right. the factor in the Marvel Universe. He's not the one who's wrong. He's the one who... <laughs> he's okay. He's right in a certain way. But the fact that he has to deal with people like Tony Stark and Reed Richards and whoever's in charge, Black Bolt and all them, they're the ones that fuck it up. But because they're the ones that can arrange for him to leave, they can make him leave. But as soon as he's away from all this Marvel, the the whole Marvel universe, mm-hmm. whereas he he goes to a world that's <laughs> oppressed and filled with strife and anger and no one gets along and he makes everyone get along yeah, he makes peace. yeah he makes peace. which is so ironic he makes a better you know. world than the marvel universe but at the yeah. end it's yep. taken away by those yeah. characters once again once by again, those stupid humans way. once again well, i think well, my own feeling is that the brood character set it up to, <laughs> to, 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 to get off the yeah. uh, the planet? Well, they were hooking up with that bug. <laughs> they set up the oh, ship to blow brood, brood on. Because well, they didn't like uh, how Hulk wasn't angry anymore. But, well, I mean, that's... Well, it was sort of interesting at the end because... Uh, and I'm going to spoil this part of it. it, it you know, it, Basically what happened is Hulk is king, and he's happy, and he has a queen he's in love with. And a child on the way. Yeah, a child on the way, and he's finally content... Um, and, Hulk, and he's giving, and gets, he's yeah. you know, and he's he's caring, and he's a different kind of character. And then uh, they ha- they unearth the ship that brought him to this planet, and the core on it explodes basically, and you know, kills his wife and a bunch of other people, and sets and off. Have these to look like Reed Richards <clears throat> and them did it on purpose so he couldn't leave. You know, but that's after that happens, you see him basically give up. Yeah. You know, he's just gotten to the point where it's just like, leave me alone, I'm done. And his warriors, the people that he's built this this kinship his with, disciples, warbound, <laughs> yes, the, 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 the warbound books. characters that he is with, sort of convince him that, well, you're not done. There's somewhere else to go, and that's Earth. And so it is interesting. It will be interesting to see what happens. There's but a lot of interesting. There's a lot of interesting things to look at with. Uh, World War Hulk because I think the Hulk is a character for a long time that has a certain polarizing effect to him but I also think that there there's so many ways to look at how this story fits into the rest of the Marvel Universe because the Marvel Universe they sort of cast him aside maybe sort of as a you know purposely purposely to be like well this is how this story has a function now and all of a sudden Greg Pak's written this story where you're like you know what I really do care about the Hulk should be mad. The Hulk should, you know. I want the Hulk to come back. And I am mad with shit. I am. Reed I am mad. Well, that with was the my. Hulk. That was yeah. my interesting. That that's what I found interesting about the the sort of comparison with the Hulk as a terrorist yeah. because he's coming back, and if you look at it like that, at the same time, I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for the Hulk, even though yeah. If, in, in well, I think it ties into both sort of. There, there's there's the symbolism that I brought up and the symbolism you brought up. There's both the sense that the Hulk, the Hulk's not necessarily a hundred percent wrong. Right, and that, that's the other thing I didn't bring up yet. But I mean, throughout the entire series, he has done nothing but like fight and get stronger, 
and so this hull coming back is not the same hulk oh with black bolt yeah that's amazing it's not the same hulk that left this is a you know a more powerful i got I, I I'm like not even the biggest Marvel nerd, but when I saw the preview <laughs> pages when he's fighting Black Bolt, I got like <laughs> the goosebumps. He's like, I'm not so here. For I a didn't whisper. come here to hear you whisper. whisper. <laughs> I came here to hear you yeah. scream. Awesome line. You know, so yeah, I'm. It, it is this issue made me very excited for for the next issue and for World War Hulk, and I'm looking forward to it. And and finally, I think the Hulk has for so many years the Hulk sort of been non-existent. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe. Secondary. Well, not only secondary, but on his own. You know what I mean? It's like they really haven't involved him in How much stuff. How do you get him into his story? How do you... Yeah, you know what I mean? Without It's like the you know 800-pound gorilla. He, he hasn't Literally, done anything you know. important since he held up the mountain in Secret War. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so it's yeah. nice to finally see this character that's going to be heavily involved and... I feel bad for Tony Stark and Reed Richards and I Black don't. Bolt and, I don't. and all those guys because I don't think I don't know what's going to happen. I have a prediction. There's going to be a scene where um, the thing confronts the Hulk, uh, but doesn't stop him. Yeah, I said that today. I said is he's just going to get like backhanded and no. And I think the thing will oh let him go. Out, yeah, and just we'll like, figure out like this isn't my place to be because <laughs> that's such a conscientious total, objector. That's such a total thing to, to do. Because if the uh, if Ben finds out why why this is going he's on, pissed off, yeah, I don't necessarily know Ben Grimm would be all like I have to stop you from. You know, like well, Nazem, he's going after Reed, though. Yeah, but I don't know if he's the no. biggest Reed fan anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. I, I tell you, well, what. I don't know that the thing could stop the Hulk at this point no, anymore. No. Anyway, so the, I love those stories. Hulk, I, it's going to happen. There's going to oh, be yeah. a thing. Hulk, Hulk well, is pissed. Hulk's also got his own rock guy, so yeah, that could be. Does. Yeah, that, that one's coming <laughs> That's up. What's so beautiful about the story? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Hulk, Incredible Hulk 105, the end of Planet Hulk. Check it out. Um, I know that, and if you haven't read Planet Hulk, the, there's a hardcover coming, coming out. out. Yeah. That's got all the issues in it, and uh, it was it was really good. I mean, if you're a it's Hulk a great fan, fourteen issues. Yeah, I'd love it, it. it was a very very good extended run of of the Hulk. All right, what do you got? Um, what you got, sir? <coughs> that's a good well, book you have it, in front it, of you, it's sir. It's not cosmic, and it it doesn't take place on other planets, but it does take place in a very different America than most of us are used to. And then it's Scout number four. It is uh, from Jason Era, Jason Aaron and R.M. Guara. Uh, if you have read Scalped one through three, which I hope that you have, it was the setup of uh, Agent Bad Horse and his uh, reintroduction into a Indian reservation at the verge of the opening of an Indian casino and all of the underworld... Uh, Politics and backstabbing and maneuvering and all that good stuff that would happen with money. Absolutely. Coming and, into a and, very poor community. And, and money is always the undercurrent of stuff like that. Um, scalped... One through three was the setup. Scalped four kind of starts to get into the backstory of several of the characters, some of the older characters that you're introduced to in the first three issues. Um, Red Crow, is that Red Crow? Yeah. Yeah. Is the, um, I don't know if I want to call him. I, you know, if you're going to use the Sopranos as as a comparison, he's kind of the Tony Soprano. He, he's, he's the chief. He's the chief. Exactly. <laughs> he's um, a former radical that has 
turned organizing, if not mob boss. He, he's pulling a lot of the strings. He's there for personal gain. There are glimmers of what he once believed in, idealistically, but has been twisted to his own personal gain. There's um, Bad Horse's mother, uh, Gina, who is still very radical and idealistic, but is weathered and almost worn down from from years of fighting for what is right, and she's have uh, she's had to give up and and what ma- she believes is what right. she believes and and, and, <laughs> and make certain concessions. Um, so there is a very interesting balance of old and new in Scalp Number Four that. Um, you know uh, the crossover of generations on this reservation, and what sacrifices people have had to make. Um, oh well, you know what? <laughs> Tom, Tom's like I have <laughs> I thoughts have on to this. Think. Um, to be honest, the first three, the first three issues, the biggest reveal happens in the first issue. Sure. And there's sort of um, as the three issues went on, I was sort of like, ah, well, you know, I got to the end of the third, and I was like, well this is the end of this story, can this sort of continue? And what this issue did, and it was sort of weird because uh, it did the same sort of thing that uh, the other side did, but the other side did it all in one issue where it was like, well, uh, I can kind of see where this is going. And then right. I read this and I was like, well, he can still tell a compelling story within the confines of the quiet moments without having the, like... You know who's this? How's this character fit? You mm-hmm. know, like there's still backstory to tell, which is what I loved about this, and this completely renewed my interest in the series. Is like being like he can now he can tell a story beyond what I saw in these. It's, first it's turning right? into more of a character-driven story where you see the juxtaposition of Dashiell Bad Horse and Red Crow's daughter and Gina mm-hmm. and Red Crow. Mm-hmm. And so you're starting to see it's like, okay, there are these two generations that have similarities to them, but what they believe in and, you know, what the older generation had a very idealized look at what they could accomplish and what they could change, and the and the younger generation that is more jaded and um, is a little looking bit out darker. for themselves a bit more uh, as opposed to looking out for maybe the community. The thing I, I really enjoyed about it, uh, I think, the most was uh, it gave me more of a sense of um, this reservation and mm-hmm. the community and what's gone on before we get to this story. Yeah. Um, which, in the first three issues, it was sort of all about Dashiell. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't really know... I mean, you were kind of entering into it blind. Um, you didn't know the history of what he was coming back to. And, and you learned it a little bit. You just knew that he was very, very angry. But you didn't know why yeah. exactly. And and that's what it was sort of like. Tom, I was kind of getting a little tired of it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, I don't, I don't understand exactly what's going on. I wasn't connected to the character very much. And this story completely, you know, sort of turned that around on me and and gave me so much more information in a story that had nothing to do with Dashiell Bad Horse, but gave me that much more information about his character and why maybe he is the way he is, and at the same time illustrated, you know, why a lot of these characters act the way they have been acting in the last three issues. Yeah, there, there's a, <clears throat> a sad obsession 
with Dashiell in this in this issue that I don't know. I I guess that anyone who's ever had a a mild obsession with anyone would recognize this that there's this past girlfriend that he just can't let go of and the way that he expresses that obsession is through violence and um it's not it's not glorified it's not it's not pleasant by any means but you can definitely relate to it on some level that he can't have this person and what is most frustrating about it is that the person that he is obsessing about is not the person that he wants he wants her to be something different and that is so frustrating to him that he the thing um about that part of this book that i was sort of intrigued with was trying to figure out what his motivation for it was i mean i understand you know the obsession part of it and you know, on the surface value, but it's like, what's the end result of what you're trying to accomplish? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, he well, wants, I know. I he, mean, he wants he, her to be something different. Yeah. Um, but I almost felt like there was something else. That he had more of a plan in some way. But I don't know what that is yet. At least they haven't revealed it yet. So, it was it, it was an extremely good issue. It was probably my favorite issue of the of the series so it, far. It is and, an and intensely really character driven issue. And and one of the one of the other um, kind of um, backstories is about uh, uh, a series of murders that happened some twenty odd years ago on the reservation. And there's a, a, a character that uh, uh, that ends up going to prison. It's a it's a Lawrence and I can't Bocamp. Bocan, but uh, I actually uh, emailed Jason about this and and said, "Hey, I I grew up in Marion, Illinois, which for a long time was known as the federal prison that Leonard Peltier was incarcerated at." And and I said, "It's like you know, is this character based on Leonard Peltier?" Yeah, that was immediately what I thought when I when I read about that character. Yeah, and, and, and he emailed me back. It's like definitely. This and if you don't know who Leonard Peltier is, go wiki it. Go yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, Google Leonard Peltier. Tier, and he is a uh, uh, Native American that, uh, uh, to a lot of people's um, thoughts, uh, he is Unjust, unjustly incarcerated prison, yeah. for the for the murder of two federal agents. And this is going to come back in future issues of Scalped as they kind of explore this um, this character's incarceration. And uh, you know, there there is you know, Scalped is one of those one of those issues that you're getting your two ninety nine worth there's a lot there and uh um jason aaron is rapidly becoming a uh, a, a writer on the comic scene that you need to take he's gonna be writing wolverine but i think i think scalped is his best work as much as i liked the other side so check out scalped scalped number four my top of the stack this week can i throw in one uh, no just one no just one. no you got you got one no. One quick one. No. I, I, I won't even say much about it other than uh, it was uh, Civil War Initiative, or Avengers Initiative, <laughs> number one. Mm-hmm. I read it, and then I didn't I don't, I don't, didn't really like it at first, and then I read it again, and um, there was just some interesting things that were going on in that book that I thought were telling and will play out later in in the Marvel Universe, um, the Peter Gyrick. Uh, the conversation he had in the in the beginning with with uh, the gauntlet and uh, and also the the character MVP and his grandfather and that kind of stuff. So I just 
because we always talk about like DC and how they kind of you know go back to their own history and use some of that you know stuff uh, to to make their st- story stronger. I thought in this book Dan Slott kind of did that with with some of this, and, and there were some interesting things going on in that book that we'll see you know what the uh, the ramifications of that are later on. So I just want to throw that out there. That was it. Wow. All right. I guess. So I had two top of the stacks. <laughs> so, huh? Not me this week. Is that okay? No. But uh, Dark, ta- Dark uh, Tower hey, was well, good. Hey, Dark Tower fine. was good. You pick how m- however many you want. No, <laughs> I'm w- I'm not going to even mention what else I buy. <laughs> we know a lot of stuff. We know what you yeah. buy. It was a strong week. Uh, it, strong yeah, there was a lot. I got uh, absolute. Uh, long Halloween. Did you oh, really? Oh, nice. Is it good? Is it nice? Is your hardcore? It's like all the absolutes. It's fucking gorgeous. It's Ugh. awesome. I. It's beautiful. And I got. Um, uh, no, that was it. That I got. You I bought got two else. copies of that. No, <laughs> I just got the one. <laughs> Our next it's nice. It's. it's yeah. we're gonna, I love. We're gonna have a long Halloween. Contest. <laughs> no, we're not gonna have. A, no, we're not. But we need Boom. to have a new contest. We haven't had a contest. Uh, in a you while. know, uh, Cameron over at uh, Instock Trades wants to do a contest. I think, we're, I think we he is going something. to be the official sponsor. We of need a. Uh, we need some. I, I finally sent out the the winning. I fu- I stuff beat you. For, yeah, I you got did. the confirmation from the guy who said <laughs> thanks for the. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I win. I finally I sent out. I got a few things uh, I got to get out in the mail. Got, Christ, what do you guys. owe? Uh, I'm gonna send uh, uh, Bam my oh. Queen and Country trade. Oh well, that, but that's not contest winners. That's just stuff. Yeah, the agreed. Exterminators contest. You still haven't Whoa. sent that out? Jesus Christ! What have you been doing? Are you serious? What are you like at home masturbating over the Tony <laughs> Moore sketch? Or God something? damn! That contest was like seven months ago. Why oh. have you not got that out? <laughs> it's it's it. Um, it's going out Monday. It better. Okay. What have you been waiting on? I, I if it doesn't go out I, on I, Monday, about I, 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 what? <laughs> If it doesn't go out on Monday, bring it here on Friday and I'll fucking make I'll Yeah, do it what the hell, dude? <laughs> you gotta send it to England. Oh. Sorry, loss. Oh, well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bitter about the loss. Uh, we lost that war. <laughs> oh, we won. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, what war are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, are we French done? and Indian. No, we're done. That's enough. Yeah, Let's talk about talk comics. No. Uh, uh, oh, okay. They're spent. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I could talk about. Was you tired? You've only been here for I've been half, here n- half the night. Oh, I've been here for a really long time. <laughs> Don't even start all me. your life. What all else right. did I buy? <laughs> hey, what are the hard covers? Well, well, while uh, Sal is looking through his little treasure trove of comic goodness, uh, want to let everyone know that you can help us out by spreading the around comics love. You can do that by uh, taking us up on the listener LCS challenge. There are details about that at aroundcomics.com. You can also become our virtual friend at comic space slash around comics. Uh, you can also do that at MySpace. It's www.myspace.com slash around comics. And my personal favorite is the iTunes Music Review. Special thanks to Nito03, Arutek, and Shane White. Gave us all very nice reviews in the last week. Thank it's you. The Mar- it's the March to 100. March, March to 100. 100. Jesus. Gentlemen. 
Uh, Sherman's March Do on. I, have, need, I need eight more people. Give me eight seven. more people. We're at 93. So, we need seven more people. Uh, I'm an iTunes All right. Uh, we, had some, people. we had some frapper uh, mappers this week. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Tyson Robbins uh, from College Place, Washington. He said, Walla Walla, Washington, home of Adam West and overpriced wine. Where's <laughs> that overpriced Ooh. Adam West and wine? Well, Adam West uh, could never be overpriced, my friend. I heard he's he priceless. is overpriced. He's I heard he priceless. is overpriced at conventions. He's priceless. Uh, uh, Post Nuclear Gnome from Pittsburgh, PA. Great show, guys. <laughs> See you at the Pittsburgh Con. <laughs> I, can know you yeah. won't. <laughs> I think you might have us confused with another podcast. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you're on something because yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not going, going to it. Uh, Scope from Perth, Australia. Ace, is, he uh, said, uh, AC, funniest comics related podcast on the web. Another Australian. Thank you, Scope. Was, uh, Thank you, Australia. Brandon Schatz from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He said, I discovered around comics from the Crankcast, so they do accomplish something. <laughs> hey, did you listen to uh did you listen to the most recent where Scotty Young has been listening to us like nonstop no. for like two weeks? That's I think it's really creepy. Scotty yeah. Young's been listening to our but show. Here's the, yeah, here's the thing though. He's gonna listen to it and he's <coughs> he started from the beginning, so when oh he God. hears this it like means that he's about a month behind, which means I'm talk Scotty, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Why is he? Is he? Obs- he's obsessed with our show. All of a sudden, whatever you do tomorrow, do not get into a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this you're will gonna, only pay you're off. You're gonna feel really bad if Scotty Young gets in a car accident. That's the magic of editing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why is he's just obsessed with listening to our show? Well, no, is uh, obsessed with uh, obviously someone who has a lot of free time <laughs> to listen to shit because I we, don't, we gotta get I don't even fucking listen to us. We do need to get Scotty, Scotty on Scotty the show. Scotty is a nut. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing: we can invite him now, but he's not going to know about it until <laughs> for a month, fucking well, it, four months from well, now. What's good? Okay, Scott, Scotty Young in June. Scotty, come to the future. <laughs> Grab my hand. <laughs> oh Jesus! I told I, I sent Mike Norton an email. Uh, the other day, because uh, my sister bought me a iPod alarm clock for my <laughs> birthday, and if you just put your iPod this in it, up. it'll it'll just like pick a random song and play it to wake you up. So like Wednesday or Thursday, I woke wake I woke up, up before to, you go. I go. woke up to the crankcast talking about uh, uh, gold, gold walking. walking. Oh wow! <laughs> Norton's like, oh sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. But it was interesting. Yeah. Wait, Today I woke up. Uh, this morning I woke up, but I had planned this actually. I woke up to. Uh, uh, indie Spinner Rack talking with Alan Moore because I've been wanting to listen to that episode for a while. So yeah, it was you good. To- it you was totally good. rubbed one out to it. Oh, I just, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Sexy. I'm so jealous of Charlito and Phil, those bastards. Hey, folks, I want to. I'm jealous that Phil's always wearing a tie. I'm really more jealous of yeah. Alan Moore. I know. But I'm wearing a tie right now. It's the magic of radio. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You're so not wearing a tie. I'm it's not. quite the double Tom, Windsor you have. Tom, Tom is dressed in all black. He's the man in black. I am the man in black. Where there's injustice, <laughs> I'll show up. Hey all now. right, check out all the great things that Around Comics has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicpodcast.com. Just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays under forum at aroundcomics.com. We don't know what we're talking about next week, but Chris Marshall's going to be here. Chris Marshall Magic. <laughs> Magic. Dude, I'm going to be... I, I'm telling you... If you haven't noticed, as the episodes have gone along from about January 1st, I've become more strung out. Next week, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be like a 
just like <laughs> frantic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> screaming. I, you know, we've been talking about a few different things. Um, we've been talking about you know top things that you'd like to see in trades because Chris Marshall is like the trade meister. He's <laughs> meister burger meister meister trade the meister trade. Uh, well, you know what? You can buy all those trades at Borders. And thank you again for Borders <laughs> for sponsoring our show. Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll find exactly what you're looking for and discover unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting your local Borders store. Save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Click on the Borders banner at the Around Comics website for a 20% off coupon. And check Borders first. Find a store near you at www.borderstores.com or use the Borders store locator at aroundcomics.com. We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. <laughs> Thanks to Mark at Darktar for hosting us as always. <laughs> Even thank though he you. wasn't here. We've been sitting in an empty comic shop yeah. for like four hours. <laughs> you, know, you, know what's even, you know what's more depressing than a comic shop? An empty comic shop. <laughs> <laughs> we've been sitting in here for a long time. We, we've been like here. Old books. Oh. My girlfriend's going to go crazy when I get home. Oh, the book. You smell... Oh, the pulp. You smell like DC 100 pages. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure she's going to love it. Yeah, she knows the smell yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. You, smell like, <laughs> you smell like garbage. You smell like your closet. You smell, Why do yeah. you smell like your closet? That's a jo- uh, that's actually a running joke in our house. <laughs> you smell like old book. Yeah. 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 Better than booze, huh? <laughs> hey, we've got, uh, we got a double shot coming up this week. Uh, yes, Richard Starkings. We're, uh, we couldn't we, shut him up. <laughs> he likes to talk. He likes to talk. He, uh, unfortunately, you weren't there, Tom. You missed out. I, I was, I you was were in the background. In the back. but I thought it would be over quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's an interesting guy. Richard Starkings knows everyone. He does. He, I swear to God, he, he seems to know There's everyone that's ever written or drawn a comic There's ever. There's an or letter chance that Richard Starkings delivered my mail. Because he knows so many people. <laughs> He's done so much. <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna have we we're gonna break it into two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the first episode is, is is very much about sort of his history in Britain and a history of British comics, almost to some degree. And then the he second broke it off. Drinking pints sec- with Warren Ellis and Alan Moore. <laughs> the second half is going to be about uh, uh, Elephant Man and, and Hip Flask and mm-hmm. and that whole thing. So check it out. Check out both of them. He's a very interesting guy, and and uh, we had fun talking to him. So you got that's it. it. And uh, in the meantime. In between time. Oh, <laughs> I kind of I missed you up with that one, didn't you? Yeah, hey, reverse it. All right. Anyway, uh, they'll be everywhere in and around comics. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com. 
Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah. Why you got my 